0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Beyond the Budget Podcast. I hope that you had an awesome week. I had a great week actually. This is my first week. We are at home fully. The kids are out of school, so we have been doing so much fun stuff. This is like one of my favorite times of the year because not only do we get to spend every day together. in those days, of course, they can be difficult. They can't be, but I feel like my kids have just gone through like so much development, so much learning, We get to do a lot of fun stuff together. We're going to be going on some trips together. And then we get to take advantage of the time that my husband is off as well. So I hope that you're having a great summer so far. And if you don't have children, uh, that you're still getting a chance to spend a lot of time with uh, family and things like that. Um, Thanks again, as always, to everybody who's left a review on the podcast. We are racking up the reviews. I really appreciate it. It helps more people see the podcast when you give your honest and heartfelt review about what you're getting out of beyond the budget. This week's episode is so much fun. I started my debt-free journey almost eight years ago and it ended after 18 months. We were completely debt-free. We owed about $72,000 and we paid it off in 18 months. And honestly, most of the people who listen to this podcast probably started their financial journey to get out of debt too right you may already be out of debt and you just started it to stop living paycheck to paycheck or to accomplish some type of financial dreams as well but for most of us we started this journey because we had gotten into some type of debt and if i started my debt free journey i would do a lot of things all over again but in today's episode i want to share with you guys something that has really been on my mind lately when i look back over the journey and i think about helping god other people through their debt-free journey, what would I have done different to make it a better journey for me? What could I have done to make it more helpful, more useful, and, and just like more honoring to myself and for the reasons why I was getting out of debt in the first place? But like I said before, when I first started my journey, paying off debt was absolutely my number one goal. I had this vision of this like huge debt cloud hanging over my head. It was like angry and ready to steal all my hopes and dreams and I wish I was kidding about that, but I was really super dramatic about it all. I was fresh off of this, like, you know, um, Dave Ramsey, you know, debt is dumb and this, that, and the other. And to be honest, I was just really mad about my debt. And I had a lot of shame about how I even got into debt. And I know a lot of you guys carry that too. And we'll talk about that a little bit further into it. But I had a lot of negativity, just a lot of negativity in general. Like, I must get rid of this debt. It's what's keeping me from my dreams and my hopes. And in a lot of ways that it was. And paying off $72,000 in 18 months was an absolute whirlwind, y'all. It was such a thrill to see the numbers go down, but by focusing on my debt as an object of shame, I feel like I lost a lot of focus on what could have been a healthy journey for me into unhealthy things I was willing to do to get rid of the debt. And once the whirlwind was over, the whirlwind of making more money and throwing it at my debt and seeing all the things uh, tick down, you know, I was in all the Facebook groups and doing all the things... I kind of ended up in a holding pattern. You know, I didn't think about like, what's the next step now that I don't have debt, what should I do with the money? And to be honest, it was both confusing and a little bit anticlimactic. And I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but just thinking about like the day we made the Facebook post, we told all the people, and then like life just kind of went on. We celebrated and then it was like, hmm, you know, that's it. And if I could go back, there's something I would do differently. And I really want to share that with you. I hope that it's something that you can bring with you on your debt-free journey that you can implement today to make it a better journey for you and your financial future one thing i would focus on is positive money habits and not getting out of debt i would focus on making improvements to myself and becoming the best version of myself rather than how evil my debt was it's like this getting out of debt was a tool that i was using to create financial freedom for myself and of course it meant so much to me and my family. It meant I could work less or change careers. And the entire thing was spurred on by the birth of my son and, and we needed flexibility and options should I decide to stay home with him. It also paying off debt made me feel more aligned with my spiritual beliefs. I believe when the Bible says that, you know, the borrower is slave to the lender and that we shouldn't over borrow and that we should pay back what we owe. And it also meant that I could save more for the future if I was out of debt. And sometimes, you lose sight of those uh, positive things when you only focus on the negative things. And I really wish I would have focused more on positive money habits and not just the getting out of debt part. I, I wish I had focused more on the person I would like to be and the person who I really aspire to be as far as debt, of course, initially, but a person who could handle their finances you know, as a responsible adult who thought about the future, who was building a foundation for her family. If you haven't read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, you should 1000% read it. I'm going to give you guys though, excuse me, a two second synopsis of the book. And the main point of the book is that it focuses on the end goal. Excuse me. Instead of focusing on the end goal, focus on the daily small habits that will get you to the goal. The main lesson I would like to share is forget about setting goals and focus on your systems instead. According to Clear, goals are about the results you want to achieve, but systems are about the processes that lead to those results. Clear states that if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you, the problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Atomic Habits presents a proven system for Uh, building good habits and breaking bad ones. And I promise this episode is not going to be overly complicated or geeky, but imagine this. Why do people pay off debt and get right back into the situation that just worked so hard to get themselves out of? It's because they're focusing on their problem, which is debt, right? Instead of themselves. It's because they had short-term goal or short, they use a short-term method of getting out of debt which is shame. They go crazy and stay motivated long enough to do it. And then boom, when it's over, they get back into it or worse, or they get out of debt, but then they don't know what to do after that. They haven't created any sustainable habits to keep them out of debt or to help them grow their money or use their newfound flexibility in their budget to make better financial decisions. They're debt-free, right? But they don't move forward with their financial journeys. This was me for a long time. I wore debt freedom like a badge of honor. And it is, it really is. If you're debt free, I'm super proud of you and your hard work, but building positive money habits is what will help you stay debt free and learn to grow, uh, to grow your money, right? It's about becoming the person you want to be, the end result of your journey, the person with options. And the point of it all is that we have to change our habits and become that person in order to do that. So, I really wish that I had focused less on that debt is dumb and that debt is evil and more on introspectively. I'm using this debt as a tool to become or create habits, right? Paying off the, this debt to become the person who is debt free. But even more than that, I'm using this journey to create habits that will help me build a sustainable life where I am the manager of my money. I don't have to give into to shame, and I don't revert back to those old habits that got me into this mess in the first place. And I would like to say a caveat that not all debt is evil. If your debt helped you get an education to support your family, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But sometimes we do borrow in excess. It's not all consumer debt, but sometimes we do. So I'm focusing mainly on the person who they got into debt, not because they were trying to utilize debt to better themselves, or maybe they got overextended for other reasons. Don't feel shame about that. Like Let it go consider your debt-free journey, but also consider it as like, it's a journey to the end result. And then on that journey, you need to focus on yourself and creating small atomic habits that will help you be a better money manager, not just a debt-free person. So what were some of the habits that I've adopted along the way to help me not only pay off the debt, but to stay out of debt long-term, to grow my money, build my savings and to feel confident about my finances. Number one is delaying financial responses i made it a habit a small habit to delay financial responses impulse buying was the number one reason why i got into debt it's the number one reason why a lot of other people go into debt and things that contra- contribute to that were social media board shopping spur of the moment shopping because you're bored also making big financial decisions without having a cooling off period in order to to mitigate your response so one of the small habits that i added to my life is delaying financial responses if I see something, especially a big ticket item that I know that, that I won't, I'm not pressured by, you know, oh my gosh, this is on sale, or I really must do this now, or the salesperson is pressuring me to into doing that. And the reason why is because impulse shopping isn't going to help me sustain the financial situation that I want to sustain. And I know that's like skipping in, into like several steps ahead, but once you make it a habit to just automatically say no, right? Even if your cooling off period is five minutes, or even if your cooling off period is, you know, 90 days, or if you have a, a wish bucket that you put things in for so long, give your chance to pro- yourself a chance to process whether or not you really need something or whether or not you're giving into pressure. Now I'll give you guys an example. I even still fall prey to this, but I'm, I try to make it a really big habit in my life. The other day I was looking for shoes. I have decided that unless they fit perfectly, they fit into my new wardrobe. I don't care how cute they are. I'm not buying them. And I gave into impulse shopping. And what happened was, is that knowing, and I built that habit, my body automatically triggered like, okay, go through your thought process, Tanya. You didn't take the time to cool off and delay this financial thing that you did before. So I got the item home and I looked at it and I gave myself a chance to think about it. And I was like, these are not comfortable. I walked around the house. I don't really care how sweet the lady was. Now I have to commit time to taking it back, reversing the transaction, spending my time getting in my car, getting the kids out of the car. Right. So I've learned you know, every once in a while I fail, but I've learned to delay financial responses as an automatic response and a habit that I have of saying no first and then reasoning with myself about why I should buy something. Number two, I have another small or atomic habit of checking my budget and not my balance. It's a habit now. If I want something, I don't check my bank balance first. I actually check the sinking fund balance that I have for that item or my spending account instead of checking how much money I have. And I actually make it a habit not to even look in that account, but once a month to see how we're doing, if we're staying on track and to base my spending off of what I allow myself to spend, I set aside to spend rather than the other one. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, that's like, I habit," but it is once you set yourself up to say, okay, wait, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make it a habit in my life that I'm going to check my budget first uh, instead of my bank account it'll keep you on the right check. I don't check my bank accounts before large purchases. I check my savings funds to see how much I've saved and make a decision based off of that number. And it's become automatic. Number two, another automatic thing that I do or my, how I think my thought process is to borrow instead of buy. I made it a habit to borrow instead of buying things that I will only use once I don't have room for, or that I'm going to have to worry about selling later, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a small little habit. Um, That I've instated. So unfortunately, for example, we have a funeral to go to this Saturday, a dear friend of ours has passed away suddenly, and my husband needed a black tie. He doesn't wear black ties. And I know this sounds silly, but just think about it. If you did this with every decision that you're making about what to purchase, how much it will add up. And so I said, you know, he's like, should I go buy a black tie? And I was like, well, let's see if we could borrow one first. It's my automatic response. It's a habit that I put into place. My dad had a black tie. He's brought on his black tie. He's going to give him back his black tie and he'll never wear a black tie again. But we didn't go to the store, respond to other things that we don't need. Also having a black tie around that we actually don't need either after this, um, the funeral that we all need to go to. Another one, I make it a habit to prepare my day the night before. It's a habit. I do it every single day. Um, I set out the clothes the night before. I pack my lunch the night before. I check my calendar for meetings the night before. This cre- this decreases my small convenience purchases that I have that I would do or having to figure out how, what I'm going to go get for lunch and it's going to cost me ten and fifteen dollars. I take the time to prepare for tomorrow as a habit in my life. Then it's something that I set for to help protect myself. Um, Not only financially, but it just helps me save time in general. But the trickle effect financially is so enormous, guys. Like, think about this. If I prepare my day the night before, then I will prepare my lunch the night before so I don't have to shop out. I think about what's for dinner the night before so we don't have to go out to eat or grab a pizza. I think about my kids' school lunches the night before so I don't say, uh-oh, we don't have enough of this or that. And I can help them make healthier choices. Preparing the night before has been a habit that I placed in my life that has helped me accomplish so much more. If my workouts is there the night before, then I wake up and I put it on. You know, it's just thinking about your next day is a habit that has helped me tremendously financially and then personally. And then lastly, another habit that I have incorporated into my everyday life is the give-save-spend habit. Automation is something that I live by and I wish that I had known about during my debt-free journey 100%. My finances are automated. When I get paid, my tithing comes out first automatically. My savings is automatically deposited. And then since my budget is already made out using the plan ahead method, everything else is is, there's no thinking about it. Everything goes where it's supposed to go. And by taking that guesswork out of the decision-making, it gets done before I get a chance to think about not doing it. All of these are habits I built into my financial life, and they've enabled me to do so many things. And so many of those things are byproducts of the actions that I was taking, even though they weren't the goal. So for example, my credit score is in the 800s. Just found that out the other day. For whatever reason, we had to look into our credit scores. And all of that is because of small habits that were built into making a huge impact over time. It was not my goal to increase my credit score, but those positive financial decisions that I was making, always making sure that I pay back what I owe, owe, not overextending myself, preparing the night before so I don't overspend on things that are not a priority to me, right? Focusing on priority spending, not impulse buying, not buying things that I don't actually want or need. I've created those systems and habits in my life, and then the byproduct is positive financial outcomes even ones that were not my actual goal. I believe that embodying the role of a financially savvy person is key to long-term success in your finances. Do the things a debt-free person would do. Do the things a financially savvy or financially responsible person would do. Think the way that they would think and build the habits and be consistent. Be that person rather than trying to just be debt-free. Because being debt-free is not... Build your savings. Being debt-free does not help you learn how to invest. Be the person, make it a habit to, for example, instead of saying, I don't know how to invest, make it a habit to be the person who is an information seeker, right? A person who, if you don't know how to do something, then you look into how to do it. Make those things a habit in your everyday life, and then the outcomes will follow. Take away the shame and anger towards your debt and because they're only temporary motivators and focus on the daily habits you need to build and the positive outcomes that those will bring both passively and actively. Now, listen, I'm not saying that like you shouldn't go on a debt-free journey. What I'm saying is that if I could do it all over again, I would consider embodying the person that I wanted to be financially. I would consider focusing on the options that the debt freedom was going to offer me rather than their freedom as its own goal and as its end goal. I hope that you got a lot out of that. It's something I've been thinking about, you know, for a long time. Um, As I work through, you know, working with clients and hearing people's stories about what they, why they want to be out of debt, it's so much more, so much less about not owing anybody anything and much more about the feelings and the decisions that you're able to make and the freedoms that you're able to have because you are debt free. Hey, if you're listening to this as always, and you're thinking, you know, I really, really, really want to pay off my debt. I have feel um, out of control. I don't know where my money's going. I feel like my options are very limited. Then you can reach out to me at hello at tanielprice.com, or you can use the link down in the show notes to get a hold of me to schedule your discovery call to see if working with me would be a, the first step in helping you embody the financially savvy person that you would like to be.